All right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed as always in Jesus' mighty name. I just want to wish everybody, like I wish you a happy Insurrection Day. If you, we got to come up with, with, with Christmas carols, but Insurrection carols for the uh, <laughs> Insurrection Day. The Democrats have made that a new holiday. They're going to celebrate, it seems like, every year. The insurrection that never occurred, just like the pandemic, that never occurred, just like climate change that never occurred, just like men being women and women being men, which has never occurred. All the different things that are f- fake and hoaxes are going to continue to have holidays uh, for those different events and honor those different events. Well, of course, we have another one now. Of course, it's it's WEF season now. World Economic Forum is now uh, firmly underway in Davos, Switzerland, in the, I don't know what you, the dystopian sort of nightmare that that little ski village becomes every, what is it, Aaron, the third week? Third week of January, we in that started the third week of yeah. January every yeah. year. They turned Davos into this dystopian sort of empire strikes back <laughs> uh, nightmare in this little ski village, where literally they take over all the different shops in this whole village and turn them into dystopian nightmare World Economic Forum shops. It, it's the truth. So here's one. I want to show you the stars of the show at the World Economic Forum, and I just of course want to call out the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist. Goebbels, Pravda, Mockingbird Media, because they're always saying that, you know, things like the Great Reset is a conspiracy theory. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. It's not a theory since the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, wrote a book entitled COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Yeah. He actually wrote the book called The Great Reset, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And then they have the audacity to call the Great Reset or whether it's you know, uh, you know the the uh, 2030 project, whatever. All these things are are conspiracy theories. Um, they're all in writing. Yep. I mean, it's amazing the audacity of these people. But what they're depending on is Hosea four six. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. They are depending. It's just like the it's just like the the uh, Kamala Harris uh, videos that I just showed you. Uh, you know. Um, uh, what's it? How's it go? Unburdened by what has been. Uh, oh gosh! I can't. I can't believe I just heard it four hundred times. Um, we. I know I got the second part. Unburdened by what has been. Aaron, find out for me. And yeah. Let me know. Just throw the video up. Just throw me a video up. So because now it's gonna drive me crazy. But anyway, um, it's it's just it, it it's just like that. But anyway, they. These di- different dystopian nightmares that continue to be put up by the globalist left. It's truly unbelievable because they're right there, right in front of everybody's eyes. We report on them, and they're all over the internet. Like, Event 201 is a conspiracy theory. Put it up there. What is Aaron? Don't hear no. I eat no for breakfast. Don't hear no. (laughs) Always believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. I can right, imagine what can be oh, no. and be unburdened by what has been. There you go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> what can be unburdened by what has been. There you go. So anyway, I don't even know why I was talking about that. But anyway, I can't remember. <laughs> but I can't remember why I needed it now. But it's anyway. so stupid. It yeah, just... <laughs> no, I can't, no, I can't remember. I, you, you, actually, you actually become dumber Yeah. listening to that video. But anyway, so all these different things, whether it's Event 201, The Great Reset, they, they'll call them conspiracy theories. Of course, the lab leak theory, that's all. that was all conspiracy theory, all of which are completely and totally true. There was mass election fraud in the 2020 election. 
I mean, think about how much of a sycophant you have to be, how much of a person completely and totally devoid of human dignity you have to be to report that there was no widespread election fraud. Imagine, imagine how much lack of respect you have to have for yourself to be a stenographer for the globalist left, like a Bill Barr, who will say that he investigated the 2020 election without ever investigating it and saying there was no evidence that there was enough voter fraud to overturn the election when he never, ever investigated it. There was no evidence, he said, that would lead him to believe that the 2020 election was so substantially affected by voter fraud or election fraud that it would have overturned the results, even though he never investigated it. I mean, just imagine how devoid of self-respect you have to be to be a sonographer. Someone just tells you, say this and you say it. You know, like a Stephen Colbert. Um, like a Jimmy Kimmel. Like, like a Jake Tapper. Like a Joy Reid. Like MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, whatever it may be. You're just a sonographer. Imagine, imagine how, much, how much lack of respect you have to have for yourself. Yeah. To be somebody who's just a parrot. To be a disgusting parrot. You know what? You will say this, and you will say that, and you just do it. For whatever reasons. Of course, there's lots of reasons for societal acceptance, financial gain, whatever it may be. But anyway, so here we have Davos. I guess it's always in the third week of January. And I, and I, I didn't even know Davos existed. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I knew it existed prior to 2020. I may not even know that it existed in 2020. I don't know. But... Now I know, I've been covering it every year, and every year it's more and more of a nightmare. Now, the good thing about it is, the, the, and this is why you have Ursula van der Leyen, well, I'll get to that in a minute, they're trying to outlaw podcasts like this, trying to outlaw podcasts like Steve Bannon, uh, uh, Dan Bongino, Alex Jones, all the people that are actually telling the truth, trying to outlaw it, because there's been a lot of, of fight back on the World Economic Forum. There's been a lot of, of resistance against the World Economic Forum now. And they don't like it, of course, so they're coming up with plans to make sure that they ban all opposition feet, uh, all opposition speech under the moniker of all opposition speech is dis or misinformation. Right. Anything that opposes the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist agenda, which is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them, anything that speaks against that or exposes that is disinformation. And you just imagine again how devoid of self-respect you have to be to say that there is, that the Great Reset is a conspiracy theory, that the Lab League theory is a conspiracy theory. I mean, imagine that, that the, that Event 201 is a conspiracy theory when it's all, and I repeat, all freaking on YouTube. Yeah. It's right there. Imagine, imagine how, how, how devoid of duty you have to be as a journalist to report that those things are conspiracy theories when all you would have to do is go to YouTube and, and type in Event 201. Right. 2030. Uh, WEF. Great Reset. Greece, Great Reset book written by Klaus Schwab. Great Reset said by who? Justin Trudeau. King Charles. World Economic Forum. Boris Johnson. Emmanuel Macron. Angela Merkel. Scott Morrison, Albanese, all of them. They say and it's a conspiracy theory when they're all using the term build back better and great reset. Sorry, so here's the stars of the World Economic Forum 
2024. And again, we're trying to come up with carols. You have your, you have your Christmas carols and you have your 4th of July carols and your Easter carols, Thanksgiving, you know, whatever, various holidays. You have all your different music assigned to it. We need to come up with carols for 1-6 because that's now a new holiday, according to left, uh, the insur- Insurrection Day. And now, of course, we have Davos. So it's Davos season. I just want to welcome everybody to Davos season 2024. See, this an Avi, Avi uh, Remini video. BlackRock fails to control Rebel News in Davos. Play it for me. Me neither. Thanks for caring so much about me. I feel like BlackRock really cares. Watch yourself. Okay, what's your name? Uh, my name's Julia. Hi. Julia, are you what with does, BlackRock or are yeah. you with, uh, yeah? yeah? What do you do with BlackRock? Oh, uh, I'm not going to go into interview Don't touch me. Don't, don't, don't touch me. Hey everybody, Ezra Levant here with my friend Abi Yamini. We arrived in Davos, Switzerland yesterday because tomorrow the annual gathering of the World Economic Forum elites, it's a very exclusive, reclusive club. They take over this ski village in the Swiss Alps and they transform the center street into I guess the best way to describe it is like a movie set. And big globalist corporations set up pavilions and kiosks behind me is really the heart of darkness blackrock that's run by larry fink perhaps the world's most um, aggressive promoter of cultural marxism dei diversity equity inclusion blackrock has trillions of dollars under management and what they do it's really sneaky avi is that they say to the companies they invest in we're not just here for a financial rate of return. We're going to force you to do. Are you interrupting? Are you interrupting us? What's I'm your so name? Sorry to interrupt, but this is a parking space. So I just wanted to ask you to move over to. Work. I'm not going to because there's no car coming to this parking space. What's your name? I don't want you guys to. What's your name? Get hit by a vehicle. Me neither. Thanks for caring so much about me. I feel like BlackRock really cares. Watch yourself. Okay. Black what's your name? Uh, my name's Julia. Hi. Julia, are you what with does, BlackRock or are you yeah. with? Uh, yeah? yeah. What do you do with BlackRock? Oh, I'm. I'm not going to go into interview Don't touch me. Don't, don't touch me. Sorry, don't um, touch me. What, what yeah, does BlackRock care about? This is um, private space, so if you guys wouldn't mind just moving. I would mind. Space. You're going to have to call the police on that me. That would be good. going to have to call <laughs> the police. There's no need to be silly. Um, but, yeah, thanks, guys, if you wouldn't mind. I would mind. Yeah, you're going to have to call the police again. Okay, stop interrupting, okay? That was very rude of you. That's how you treat these people, by the way. You know, I don't know if I could pull it off because I don't know if I could sit there and continue <laughs> to smile like there's a Levant. But that's what you do because they come up with their greasy little fake smiles and platitudes and niceness. Fake, just like an ark church. You know, they're nice and fake. They don't really preach the gospel, but they're fake and they act nice and all that. That's how these people are. And they do the up talking garbage. Thank you. And all those different things. You know, you just do it like Ezra Levant just did. You know, don't touch me. This was my, don't touch me. All right, and BlackRock really cares about me. I got you. That's how you, because that's how they are. And you expose them. You actually expose their hypocrite, their hypocrisy. You expose their fakeness and their fraudulentness by being fraudulent right back at them. Not, not in our behavior, not in what we say, but just in how you act. Just have a nice a veneer of fraudulentness because it shows you. Because that lady comes up and she's acting like, you know what? We just want you to move. Why do you want us to move? You're standing there in front of They take over the whole town. So that is actually a different business. That's not BlackRock. BlackRock does not have a business there in downtown Davos. <laughs> they actually take over. They must lease out these businesses, and they actually put up their own sign fronts and whatever else. They put up BlackRock. You saw Meta there, too. Of course, Facebook. Why, why would Facebook be at the World Economic Forum? I, who knows? 
But, and, and of course, why was Christopher Ray the head of the FBI there last year? Why is John Kerry there? You know, why is, why is Hollywood there and various other entities? But anyway, so why do they have to move out of this parking lot? Why? We want you to move out so you don't get run over. You really think that's why? Because they don't get run over? No, it's because they don't want you to broadcast in front of their business. Tell them just go cram it. Go cram it. Do whatever you want. So here's some, this is, this is some older uh, footage. just from, uh, gosh, almost 20 years. Uh, well, let's see, about 17, 17 years ago, uh, 16 years ago. Here's Bill, here's Bill Gates. Of course, we know he'll be at Davos this year. He'll, he'll be one of the 600 Jets as they come in, and they want to legislate and mitigate climate change as they'll have about four to 600 private jets fly in to their private airport. And then, you see, the thing is, the problem is when you fly into Davos, you can't just fly in and get in your car and drive to Davos. Then you got to get in your helicopter from the airport. Yeah. And then fly into Davos. So you fly into Davos on your private jet, then get onto your private helicopter, and then fly into fly into downtown Davos or close to Davos, and then go into your hotel wherever you're staying. So you, he'll be one of those. We know Bill Gates will be there this this year. We know that. But anyway, here's Bill Gates from Lowell because this sets the precedent. This is long before most of us, including me, maybe some of you are paying attention to Davos, paying attention to the World Economic Forum prior to 2020, but this is long before. And this notice what they were talking about back then. Play it for me, other. 10, 15 years. Uh, of the new work? Of the new work. Yeah. yeah. If you're a new function. Well, I... I set very ambitious goals because I'm quite optimistic. If you look at, say, the, the 20 diseases uh, that our Global Health Program goes after, I'd hope that within 15 years, over half of those, we could have had a very dramatic impact. Uh, some of them will prove to be harder than others. For example, AIDS, uh, we will have made an improvement, but not the dramatic improvement probably in that time frame. Malaria, perhaps, and a number of the other ones, uh, we have things in the pipeline. So. You know, huge change in the uh, mortality rates in developing countries, which then has this effect of reducing population growth. That's the, this big benefit that then makes everything like education and nutrition a lot easier. So I, I have very high expectations there. And we actually use these dashboards internally at the foundation to make everything be quite numeric. You know, we're trying to be rigorous about that and even share those so that people can see, oh, you fell short of uh, what you had in mind, and then we get to explain if we have any lessons that might uh, be learnable from other foundations. Now, I want to see if you, if you caught this here. First of all, let me just go to the rudimentary. He said, now this is 2008, so he said he has a 10 to 15 years of ambitious goals. So we are about, about right on the end of that. So we, this is 15 years later. Yeah. 10 to 15 years of ambitious goals. Well, he's done a lot of very ambitious things, especially in the last four years of 15 days to flatten the curve. He's done a lot of very ambitious things, buying billions of dollars worth of stock and mRNA vaccinations. Of course, they don't work, and then he de-invests them. But he, the whole thing is, is he knew they wouldn't work. And he, and he knew that the whole time, but pimped them to everybody, drove up the stock prices, made sure lots of people died, and then divested. He knew the entire time because the, M the people who developed mRNA technology, i.e. Robert Malone, said it will not work. Do not use these vaccinations against a viral infection because they do not work. You do not want to turn your body. You do not want to alter genes to endlessly produce the virus that you want your body to defend against. You don't want to do that, so don't do it. But he knew the whole time that they weren't going to work. He pimped that they would to drive up the stock prices because, as always, they make money on both ends. 
He makes money on both ends. And I could get it. I'm trying not to get too far into this because I'll spend 30 minutes on it. But they always make money on both ends. Whether it's they develop COVID-19, they make they make money off of that because then they do the mitigations, they do the masking, the lockdowns, and of course the vaccinations. And they want to lower the Earth's population. So they, they always make money. They make they make dividends. I should say not necessarily money, but they 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 win either way. So they develop COVID-19 that kills people. They want to lower the Earth's population. Then their mitigations, whether it's masking, whether it's lockdowns, whether, you know, again, then either, then you bring in the seven vaccinations now on number eight for the elderly. That kills lots of people. And while they're doing all of that, they're making lots of money in, in, in various different ways. As you close down mom and pop stores, the big DEI, ESG, World Economic Forum companies are booming. But I don't have time to get into all that right now. But anyway, so I hope you notice the little nuance in what Bill Gates said back in 2008. He said, we're going to lower the, uh, lower the Earth's population. Now, before you've heard him say that, you're like, Tom, we know all this. Now, listen to the nuance of this, of what he said, because I guarantee you this wasn't not on purpose. I guarantee you this was actually on purpose, what he said. Now, it's purposely ambiguous, but it was on purpose what he said. Because we've heard him say before in the TED Talk, the very famous TED Talk, that he wanted to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. Now, how do you lower the Earth's population using vaccinations? Vaccinations are supposed to save lives. So how do you lower the Earth's population using vaccines? Again, none of this stuff is complicated. If there was a decent non-Goebbels, non-Pravda, non-Mockingbird media, all of this would be exposed and flushed out. And people like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, Rochelle Walensky, Mandy Cohen, Francis Collins, Klaus Schwab, and all the rest of them would all be in. Klaus Schwab wouldn't be in federal prison. Hopefully he'd be, he'd be you know, Interpol would be going after him. But all the Americans would be in federal prison right now. Yeah. If we actually had a decent media because of all the fraud and all the perjury, all the deaths, we like I reported here a couple weeks ago, in uh, Italian health ministers are being investigated right now. There's two of them being in, you can pull this up, you can Google it right now. They're being investigated for homicide. Not culpable negligence. Homicide for pimping and whoring these vaccinations that they knew they covered up the data that said they weren't safe and pimped them and hoard them anyway to the general public. They are being investigated for homicide by the FBI version, uh, by, by the Italian version of the FBI. So here, yeah. Now, with this, when the little nuance that I want you to see here in the in the statement, I'm reading it right here. Hey, Bill Gates says, "I want to lower the Earth's population by changing mortality rates." Right. Did you hear that? He didn't say I want to lower the Earth's population this time by using vaccinations, which, of course, makes no sense. And anybody who is using logic would immediately go, I can't follow that guy. Remember, 99.9% of conservatives and the church, now not the 628 people that are watching right now, I'm not talking to you because you're part, probably part of the choir. I'm talking about most of Christianity globally did exactly what Bill Gates told him to do. I mean, exactly what he told him to do. Andy Fauci now says six-foot distancing, distancing is all hoax, all crap, pulled out of thin air. All the churches did it. The churches got their little stickers, put them all over the church, stand six feet apart, sat everybody in their COVID clumps, locked down their churches, masked everybody, and pimped the Lord vaccines from the pulpit. Yep. 
did exactly what Bill Gates don't. And you know, Jonathan Shuttlesworth spoke about this recently, and I, I actually should have clipped it. I may, maybe I will for the next show. Clipped a little part from from what Jonathan said. He says he's sick and tired of seeing all these freedom pastors now, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Freedom Pastor, that were locked down for six months, eight months, 10 months, a year, 18 months, locked down, and now they're out there pimping freedom. And have never. And Jonathan wouldn't have a problem with that if you, if, you, if you actually repented. If you actually said I was wrong, and if you actually said, as Jonathan said, if you actually apologized. No problem whatsoever, which is what I've been saying over the last four years and 15 days to flatten the curve. Is I, I don't have any problem with somebody saying, I was wrong, I was stupid, I've been wrong and stupid plenty of times in my life. I have a problem with people who are pretending like, and Jonathan said this, he goes back and he scrolls. He said it's actually quite a bit, it's quite a, it's quite a time investment to go back and scroll all the way back to 2020 and find their posts. And now they're out there, I hate Biden, you know, we're not going to be locked down again. You were locked down for 18 months, long after all of the truth was exposed. Yep. This, this was a, I mean, imagine how, galactically sycophantic you have to be and spineless you have to be to be to find out that it's a 99.9% survival virus and you lock down your church anyway so that people don't say you lack compassion. You are so concerned about what people think that you don't preach the gospel. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter one, verse 10. But most people did exactly what Bill Gates said to do. And this is a man who wants to lower the year's population by changing mortality rates. I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. Mm. I thought he said by lowering, I'm like, how do you lower the year's population by lowering mortality rates? You would increase the year's population if you lowered mortality rates. He didn't say lower them. He says lower the year's population by changing mortality rates. The only way to lower the year's population by changing mortality rates is by Increasing yeah. mortality rates using vaccinations. Listen, the devil gets exposed. He gets exposed. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. He will expose himself. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Second Corinthians eleven fifteen. So Bill Gates says it right there. It wants to lower the Earth's population by changing mortality rates. The only way to lower the Earth's population by changing mortality rates is by increasing mortality rates. And guess what has happened? Remember over his 10 to 15 years of ambitious goals? Yep. Have our mortality rates gone up or down? Up. Very much up. 17 <laughs> million extra people have died since the vaccine rollout. So just, just let's just pretend every year, yeah, we have 50 million people die globally. Let's just say in America, we have about 1 to 1.3 million people die per year in America. So let's just, I mean, it's going to times it by 100. Let's just say by 100. That was, I said 50 million. So let's go to 100. Say 100 million people die per year. That's what's the average. The average and by the way, it's the way it is. Every year in America, basically a million people die every year in America. Every, every year. Imagine if we had 2 million people die. We don't have that right now, but what we actually have is instead of a million people dying, we have about a 24 to 32% increase of that right now. Well, where do you get that data from, Tom? The Society of Actuaries. People making life insurance claims, which only covers people making life insurance claims, and there's lots of people who are dying without life insurance. Yeah. So that's just what they're seeing, is a 24 to 32% increase, and the biggest increase is amongst the working class. 
I shouldn't even say the working class, working age people. That's the biggest increase is amongst working age people. 24, I believe it's 24 to 55, or is it 24 to 64? I can't remember. Pull it up. Edward Dowd has all the stats. It's just somebody you definitely have to follow on Twitter. But Bill Gates, mission accomplished. He wanted to lower the population. Well, we have 17 million people less than we should have had. Now, Bill Gates also, because his dad was on the board, the originating board of Planned Parenthood, the founding board of Planned Parenthood, so he's already butchering 42 million people a year in the womb. Now he's added on 17 million in four years. I mean, not four years. How long has the vaccine been out? 21, 22, 23. In three years, yeah. he's added on 17 million in three years. That's basically 6 million more onto his 42 million that he butchers in the womb every year. So mission accomplished for his ambitious 10 to 15 year plan. Here's another star. This is one person. Now, a lot of people get bored by this, but you need not to be. This is uh, um, Jonathan Greenblatt. He is he is the head or CEO of the ADL Anti Anti Defamation League. And you're like, who's what's the Anti Defamation League? They're another misinformation disinformation governance board. Basically, what Jonathan Greenblatt does is, if he doesn't like you, i.e., did this to Elon Musk, he says that you're an anti Semite. Now, instead of saying that you're a purveyor of Mr. Disinformation which they do also, he'll just call you an anti-Semite. So how do you defend yourself? If someone calls you an anti-Semite, what do you do? You say, I'm not one. Well, then they get you on video saying you're not one. It's, just, it's, it's, it's the same old, same old uh, modus operandi. Huh? You know, if they want to humiliate you in public, they say, how often do you beat your wife? I never beat my wife. Tom Lipley says he never beats his wife. Yeah, That's what they do. Then they have a headline. Tom Lipley says he never beats his wife. They just put a big name in there. Donald Trump, how often do you beat your wife? I never beat my wife. Donald Trump says he never beats his wife. That's what clowns like Greenblatt do. If they just call you an anti-Semite. You're like, Tom, I thought you were pro-Israel. I'm very pro-Israel. I want Israel to knock out Hamas. I'm not saying Israel's right all the time. I'm just saying I certainly choose Israel over Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, and everybody else in that region. And I, and I firmly support their right to defend themselves. And I firmly support their right to completely and totally eradicate Hamas from the Gaza Strip. Totally, completely. But people like Jonathan Greenblatt, it's very difficult to sort of navigate these waters because everybody in these waters are double agents. This is a guy who claims to be an advocate. Just I'll use Joe Biden as an example. Joe Biden claims to be an advocate for Israel, right? He says, I'm an advocate for Israel, while behind the scenes, pushing Israel, pushing Netanyahu to sign a ceasefire. Yeah. And, and again, and giving monetary, actually supplying, financing the financiers of Hamas. Iran finances Hamas and Hezbollah. Iran finances the Houthi rebels coming out of Yemen. Now you have, so now the Houthis are now bombing or attempting to bomb United States, uh, United States Navy ships. So you have Joe Biden, and again, this comes back to the endless symbiote of you have the military industrial complex, which almost exclusively supports the Democratic Party. Raytheon, Lockheed, all you're like, how could that be? I thought the Republicans were the were the military party, the party of wars. Absolutely not. 
We are no longer the party of wars. We are not. Donald Trump took us out of being the party of wars. We're no longer the party of wars. We're no longer the party of the filthy, rotten rich. We are the working class party. Yep. So now Raytheon and Lockheed, they've got to get all the other Honeywell and all the rest of the military industrial complex has to run to the Democrats. So the Democrats continue. Who, who pushes, who whores the Ukraine war? That would be the Democratic Party. Of course, there's sycophantic, idiotic Republicans that do it because they're really Democrats with an R in front of their name, which is most Republicans. They are. And again, I could, I could get into the synergistic tension of Washington, D.C., the fraudulent synergistic tension going on there where you believe that people are there fighting for you. They're actually not. They're just fulfilling. They're actually taking a spot that a legitimate conservative could be in. And they hold on to that spot, whether it's Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or anybody else. They hold on to that spot so not a legitimate conservative can't get in there. Yep. So you have Joe Biden funding the financier of the Houthis, Hezbollah and Hamas. He's funding them. And the Houthis are currently bombing Navy ships, the United States naval, naval vessels, trying to bomb them. So you have Joe, which is great for the military industrial complex. You're like, you're telling me this all is on purpose? Yep. I'm telling you it's all on purpose. Joe Biden funds the very people that are bombing Americans right now. Remember, we had, I can't remember exactly how many it was, 17, I believe, Americans that were killed in the Hamas attack. Joe Biden funded that attack. He is funding Iran, which funds Hamas, which did the 10-7 attack. Hezbollah is talking about getting in right now. They are exclusively funded by Iran. And Iran is being funded by Joe Biden. Houthis are bombing Americans while being funded by America. And that, that's great for Joe Biden's uh, donor class, which is the military industrial complex, because now you can start a war against the Houthis. And they are already talking about bombing Houthi positions. So it just goes on. So Joe Biden's campaign contributors financially benefit off of his policies, which is endless wars. I hope you can see it. It's an endless symbiote. And Jonathan Greenblatt here, what he does is he just simply goes around calling people anti-Semites. You can't defend yourself. You say, I'm not an anti-Semite. Tom Lipley says I'm not an anti-Semite. That he wants the headline so that he can destroy you. He's not really for Israel at all. I guarantee you he's one of those that's behind the scenes wanting Iran funded, wanting Hamas funded. You're like, that can't be. He's Jewish. I'm telling you it's true. Yep. If you're a Democrat, who votes, I mean, if you're a, a Jewish person or an Israeli that votes for a Democrat, you want Hamas funded. You want Hamas Hezbollah funded. You want the Houthi rebels funded. You want that. That's who Jonathan Greenblatt is. But here he is, of course, at the anti, uh, the Jonathan Greenblatt of the Anti-Defamation League. Of course, he shows up at the World Economic Forum, the World Economic Forum, who wants to globally police speech because he wants to globally police speech. All right, play for me, other. How you doing, Jonathan? Can I ask you something? I'm meeting somebody. I'm sorry. I'll walk with you. Are you are you like that the boy who cried wolf? Are you? For so many years, you 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 cried anti-Semitism and you found hatred everywhere. And then and then and then, and then finally and then have you many from Rebel News? What's Rebel News? Rebel News. It doesn't matter. But finally now, the, when the world when the world has turned so anti-Semitic, no one believes us because of people like you and the work you've done over so many years. Destroying our allies, making lists about our allies, people that actually defend us. You've been a big part of that problem, haven't you? Do you know the boy that cried wolf? 
I'm not familiar with this story. Why don't you, no. tell, why don't you explain it to me? Jonathan, I, I, like, it's not a joke because the Jews around the world, we are feeling the pain and you've alienated so many of our allies. What about Elon Musk? Somebody that's been so good? No, you got a message for Elon? Thank you, Jonathan. There you go. Nothing to say. Censorship in real life. I bet you I'm going to be on a list tomorrow. Jonathan Grimblatt is a man that has cried anti-Semitism for years. He has found hate. He has made it his job to find hate and anti-Semitism and Jew hatred where it hasn't been. Now, the problem with that is fast forward to October 7, where many of us Jews are finally seeing real anti-Semitism, but so much of the world is numb to it and don't believe it because he's cried it for so many years. The Jonathan Grimblatt's of the world who label anyone with an opposing view as a racist and as anti-Semite, and now suddenly in our darkest days, we have no one left to support us. That is why we're here. WFreports.com, bookmark and support our work. So I'm going to show the mainstream media how to do things because Aaron just found out the legitimate numbers from the 10-7 attack of the amount of Americans that were killed on 10-7 by, by Hamas. And that was actually 30. I said 17. See, that's what you do. When you screw up, then you come up and you say you're wrong. Now, just listen to what then Avi Yemeni right there from Rebel News. He is Jewish. Now, who was attacking the White House? Over the weekend, who was attacking the White House where the Secret Service actually had to move Different people from the administration into different areas, security areas. Who was attacking the White House? Um, it would be, now they're not called Nazis, even though they were shouting, kill the Jews. People like me are called a Nazi, who support the Jewish state, who believe that they have the right to exist and a right to the Jewish state, believe they are the rightful owners of the Jewish state. I'm called a Nazi. I want all. I don't want to abort any Jews. I don't want any Jews dying. I don't want any Israelis dying. I think America should always be there for Israel and support Israel, period. But I'm called a Nazi. The, the people that Jonathan Greenblatt, who's, he, now he's a Jewish man in charge of the, or founder or owner or whatever, of the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, who go, allegedly goes around fighting defamation against Jewish people, fighting anti-Semitism, his party was attacking the White House, shouting, kill the Jews. He supports those people. He hasn't said a word about it. He goes and attacks Elon Musk, who's noticeably not anti-Semitic. Right. He attacks people like you and people like me and people like Alex Jones and people like Dan Bongino and any other conservative pundit you could possibly name, calls us all anti-Semite, anti-Semitic. While the people are, who are attacking the White House are rattling another insurrection at the White House where the Secret Service had to be activated to move people around, cause damage to the fence around the White House. And it's also funny, it's also deep because you have the people who are shouting, kill the Jews, kill the Jews, at the White House, allegedly protesting Joe Biden, who's financing the people who are killing Jews. That makes sense, sir? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's truly, it's, it's absolutely dystopian. It is. You have the people at the White House. You can pull up all the video footage you want. Just go on YouTube right now and just put, uh, you know, White House protests over the weekend. There they are. And they're all shouting, kill the Jews. They want it the, from the river to the sea. They want the Jews cast to the sea. All of that. They're shouting, kill the, they are literally shouting, kill the Jews. At the White House, protesting the man who's financing the killing of the Jews. 
Because they actually know that Joe Biden is actually on their side. And you have, and you have Jonathan Greenblatt, who allegedly is fighting anti-Semitism by supporting anti-Semites. Just like all of the Democratic Party is, is allegedly espousing the virtue and trying to save our democracy by ushering in authoritarianism. They're fighting for democracy using anti-democratic measures. That's who these people are. It's all a giant joke. It's all about, it's all a giant hoax, but it's all agenda-driven, and that is to control you and leverage you. There it is. Thank you, Aaron. There it is. From the river to the sea, liberated Palestine. How do you liberate a country that doesn't exist? <laughs> well, the, you, well, we believe the uh, two-state solution. Um, they were offered, you can pull this up, pull it up. Please pull it up right now. Google it. They were offered a two-state solution four times to turn it down. Yep. So what do you want? Okay, I can't t- keep telling you, here's two-state solution. I mean, and this, it, it was actually lots of generous moves made by the Israeli state, giving them a lot of territory, and they turn it down because they don't really want that. They want mass genocide inside of Israel. They don't want, they don't want a two-state solution. They want a one-state solution with Israel completely and totally destroyed and dissolved. That's what they want. Yep. But Jonathan Greenblatt is in favor of these people. Wally, where, 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 where's the statement from the Anti-Defamation League on these people? Oh, wrong party. So he actually, Avi Yemeni was right. He's going around and destroying or trying to destroy by calling you anti-Semite, which is really like calling you a racist. But it's losing its teeth too. You know, now you get called a racist. People are like, back, you know, like, 15, 16 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, somebody called you, called you a racist pretty devastating. Now it's like, who cares? Right. Everybody's a racist. Yeah. Yeah, Joy Reid, because Donald Trump won Iowa in like the fastest election in history. He won Iowa. She said it's because Iowans are all racist. <laughs> she did. Pull it up. Everybody's a racist. So now it doesn't mean anything anymore. And it's the same thing with anti-Semitism. It doesn't mean anymore, anything much anymore because you're calling people who are firmly pro-Israel anti-Semitic when you're Jonathan Greenblatt. Jonathan Greenblatt marches around like the idiot he is for the Anti-Defamation League calling every political opponent anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic while he doesn't call Ilhan Omar, AOC, Iona Presley, Rashida Tlaib, who are all outwardly anti-Semitic. Yeah. Doesn't call them anti-Semitic. So whose side is he really on? If you are attacking the people who are for a Jewish state or for an Israeli state, you're attacking them but not attacking the people who are chanting from the river to the sea and want genocide of the Jews. Whose side are you really on? Right. That's who, that, And this is the game that's being played now. It's the same, again, I say it, I say it again. It's just like all the Democrats saying that they are here to defend our democracy, to keep our democracy. Democracy is on the ballot from the very people who are trying to censor speech, butcher the unborn to the tune of tens of millions per year, which is very Nazi-esque, isn't it? Who commits mass genocide? Nazis do. Authoritarian leftists, not right-wingers, leftist dictators. Leftist dictators commit mass genocide, not right-wing non-authoritarian presidents and prime ministers, it's always leftist dictators do it. They're the ones committing mass genocide, but we're the ones who are allegedly Nazi and allegedly anti-Semitic when we're the ones who are celebrated. Did Jonathan Greenblatt celebrate when Donald Trump 
move the move the embassy to Israel? Absolutely not, because Jonathan Donald Trump isn't a Democrat. Because Jonathan Green, Greenblatt, as usual, just like Democrats don't care about your health, they don't care about your transgenderism or anything else. They care about having power over you and will use any vehicle to usher it in. Can't code the great video. Here's some more stars of the of the World Economic Forum. So far, we're only on Tuesday. We're only on Tuesday so far. Can't code the great video just in. World Economic Forum climate scientist Carlos Nubre says 2023 was the hottest year in 125,000 years. I mean, can you imagine? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Can, can you imagine actually being so devoid of common sense and so freaking full of yourself that you're going to go up and claim that 2023 was the hottest year in 125,000 years? The earth hasn't even been here in 125,000 years. You need to read the Bible. The earth has been here six to 8,000 years, period. But anyway, how did it prove to me it's been 125,000 years? Prove it. And this is the science. Prove it to me. Prove it. And again, this is why the science, and it even says this, but he doesn't understand, Charles Nobre, why so many people no longer trust the science because you just walked out and said, this is the hottest year in 125,000 years. Not to mention all the other screw-ups we'll get to in just a second. Play for me, other. Well, certainly today is much bigger problem. It's hard for us, I'm a climate scientist, to understand misinformation, disinformation, because, you know, we've been saying, for instance, this year, 2023, we had the warmest year in 125,000 years. You have to go back to the last interglacial period, the, all the record-breaking climate extremes. You know, we are saying that for decades now, more and more. So it's hard to believe why misinformation and disinformation, because the science is showing the risk of climate change. So we have to understand the way, not to communicate, because science is communicating, but why some people still do not believe in that. All right, so let's, let's break this down for just a moment here. Aaron, put yourself on. Tell them what you just told me. Yeah, so I just looked it up, and apparently, according to them, it's the hottest year ever by 0.27 of a degree Fahrenheit. Don't you feel that? Don't you feel that? <laughs> wow. 0.27 degrees. Wow. Now, now let's look at this. Now, I've got to remind my, remind um, myself to do this, which I'll just ask Heather. Remind me, Heather. But I've got to have Aaron get the video that we have that shows you how they get these temperatures. Because Aaron and I broke it down. We showed the video. Just so you know. Now, the best they could do is 0.27 degrees. That's the hottest year and 125, first of all, point one, prove to me any data from 12,000 years ago. Prove to me any data from 50,000 years ago. 125, then they're always talking about 74 million years ago. Prove to me any of that. And these are the same people, if you ask them a question, tell me what a woman is. They can't tell you. Same people who say, define an assault rifle, can't tell you. Tell me what problematic CO2 is. We know that the atmosphere, there's about 0.04% of the atmosphere is CO2. Of that, it's made up of the 0.04% of the atmosphere that's CO2. About 1% of that is caused by humanity. 1% of 0.04% of the atmosphere is caused by humanity. They want to over, you know, uh, turn the world upside down. So these people can't define what's problematic CO2. If we regularly have 0.04%, then what's problematic? 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%, 0.05%
Uh, 1%? Uh, what? What's pro- they can't. They have, they have no idea. You're like, Tom, it just sounds like they're making, things, they're making it up out of thin air. They are. They make up the problem or cause the problem and then offer you their totalitarian solutions. How many of you struggle every day? Man, I, I went outside. Man, CO2 is heavy today. <laughs> the heavy CO. I mean, I noticed, man, the temperature went up 0.27 degrees. Yeah. 0.27 degrees. Now, and I'll tell you, and I'll, have, I'll remind Aaron. I'll, I'll tell him. I don't have to remind him because I haven't told him to do it. So I need to tell Aaron. We'll have it. I need to show you how they come up with these temperatures. How they come up with these temperatures. And then remember, this is the best thing you do. It's just like they say about COVID. You look at COVID and abortions. How many? How many people died of COVID nineteen? They estimate. These are the experts, like Carlos Nubre, World Economic Forum. They estimate the UN, WHO, which are all the same entity. They estimate between five and eighteen million. So you can't come up with anything closer than 13 million. That's the bet. These are the experts now. The statistical geniuses, the epidemiologists, the climate change hoaxers, these experts in science, the scientists. And we need to remember too, they're all exposed. This has all been covered up. It's all been sequestered. It's all been suppressed. They were caught emailing fraudulent data to each other at the UN, saying that what they were, they were acknowledging to one another via UN emails that they were lying about climate stats. <laughs> they were caught. And if we, again, if we had a media, it'd all be over. There would be no, we wouldn't have to deal with this crap anymore. No more EV commercials. No more net zero commercials where you got, I'm trying to remember what company it was. I think it was Hyundai. Yeah. Who wants to be uh, at, at net zero by 2050. Good luck, you stupid idiots. Good luck. Oh, Honda. 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 Yeah, yeah, Honda. It is yeah. Honda. It is Honda. Yep. Honda wants to be at, at net zero by 2050. Yeah, good luck. We wouldn't have to deal with that crap anymore, but sadly, we do. We have to deal with it because these people come up and they just, they just make this stuff out of uh, make this these stats out of thin air, make make up these stats out of thin air. Hottest years in 125,000 years, <laughs> hottest year by 0.27 degrees. And how they get the temperatures is, what do we have now that you didn't have 100 years ago? Even I would say, really, you could you could substantively say that we didn't have much of this 50 years ago. What we what where they pull their temperatures off of is satellite data shooting uh, basically I don't know what you call it some sort of data stream or whatever thermostat down to what asphalt at uh, um, airports yeah that's what they do is there's airports all over the globe obviously so they shoot down and they pull the temperatures from satellites on on asphalt at airports and if, listen I don't know how many of you live in Florida. But you can't even touch asphalt in the summer. And that's the same in many places. That's how they get it. Where 100 years ago, you didn't have any asphalt. Certainly, 125,000 years ago, you didn't have asphalt. Of course, there wasn't any earth either. But anyway, I won't digress into that. But that's how they get these startlingly high temperatures. And they're always claiming that this, Al Gore said, Manhattan's going to be underwater by 2014. Now, I've flown into Manhattan in 2017. I went underwater. (laughs) So, and, and again, there's no, it's just like all the COVID caving pastors, COVID caving churches, COVID caving clergy, COVID caving conservatives, and all the over, uh, other COVID caving people. There's no apologies for all the things you got wrong. Nope. It's just now pretending you never got it wrong. Where's Al Gore and his retractions? Where is it? He said Antarctica wouldn't exist any longer. It still exists. It actually has more ice now than it did 15 years ago. We just had the fourth coldest NFL playoff game in history. <laughs> 
from the climate, from the people who call it, and they'll say, we didn't say it was global warming. You said it was global warming up to five years ago. Yep. And then you changed it to climate change because global warming wasn't working out for you. And now they're going because the stats didn't show that the earth was warming. It actually showed that the earth was cooling. And now they're going back to the earth is warming. <laughs> why do any but why do any of you follow this? If there is anybody out of the 689 that are watching right now, if there is anybody that is actually following any of this, why would you ever listen to them? And this harkens back to all that they espouse. Everything, every Tom that's too hyperbolic, that's too broad. No, it's everything. They're wrong about transgender. They're wrong about homosexuality. They're wrong about CBDC. They're wrong about social credit systems. They're wrong about COVID-19. They're wrong about COVID-19's origins. They're wrong about the vaccine one, vaccine two, vaccine three, vaccine four, vaccine five, vaccine six, vaccine seven, and now vaccine eight. Wrong about it every single time, but Christians will still follow them. Yep. Why? Why would you ever follow? They're wrong about gun control. They're wrong about socialism. They're wrong about the 2020 election. They're wrong about everything. But yet some people will still follow them. True. I mean, it absolutely blows my mind that anybody would follow one thing that any of these people say. Speaking of next star of the show, is we on, are we on Rukshan? Yeah. Rukshan Fernando video. Yeah. After listening in, uh, in on, a one, on, on one day of, the, of WF 2024 agenda at Davos, it is very clear that the 2024, uh, that 2024 will see a concerted effort globally by governments and institutions to rein in online platforms. Here's Ursula von der Leyen. Let me remind you who Ursula von der Leyen is real quick. <laughs> Ursula von der Leyen, whose husband is a contractor for Pfizer, who obviously supplies Pfizer with various things for the vaccine. She then makes it so inside. She's the president of the European Union. She then mandates the vaccine to the place where you have to have your vaccine passport. Remember, it's the favorite video we show on here all the time. So she mandates a vaccine that she's going to financially benefit from mandating it. Yep. Because her husband is a contractor for the company that she's now mandating the vaccine from. Truly amazing. But here she is again speaking at the 2024 World Economic Forum about banning online speech. Play for me, other. Dear Klaus, let me go back to the number one concern of the Global Risk Report. Disinformation and misinformation. Tackling this has been our focus since the very beginning of my mandate. With our Digital Services Act, we defined the responsibilities of large internet platforms on the content they promote and propagate, a responsible to children and vulnerable groups targeted by hate speech, but also a responsibility to our societies as a whole. Because the boundary between online and offline is getting thinner and thinner. And the values we cherish offline should also be protected online. And this is even more important in this new era of generative AI. 
Now, the World Economic Forum Global Risk Report puts artificial intelligence as one of the top potential risks for the next decade. President of the EU. Uh, not a scary organization at all. I've always loved the European Union. Haven't you? Just mm. the precursor to one world government. It's just, it's awesome. And to hear the president of the EU explaining how you in Europe can get your life back to normal in that German accent she has, that just sounds so soothing to me. Um, here's what she says uh, is important to get your life back here. Here she comes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Before Easter, we promised to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the mm -hmm. European Parliament and the European Council mm -hmm. signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. Oh, it is applicable from the 1st of July on but if you want to, as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, Belgium, well, Belgium allows did it. Belgium allows us as of today um, to uh, travel with a certificate. Mm -hmm. And they issue travel these with certificates. Their certificate. And here sure. is mine. So everyone who is fully vaccinated mm -hmm. or tested negative right. or has recovered from COVID can get one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital mm -hmm. certificates for the COVID. Mm -hmm. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovering resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right. Oh, that's now, great. She so, held hers up. Can I just take a picture of that? And can uh, I use hers? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So essentially what she's saying is, uh, you must have your papers. <laughs> They'll be digital, but you must have some. We have a maze of making you have your papers. Please. Uh, and listen, I, some of you have watched 748 people on right now. Listen, if you, you like Tommy, show that video too much. I don't repent. <laughs> I mean, I may show it another 50 times. I have no idea because I just have to show you the very same person <laughs> who's at, who's saying the number one problem in the world, the number one problem, not Hamas, not Hezbollah, none of that, not terrorism, nothing, not abortion. That you know, because Ursula Vandalia loves aborting babies. We know that 40, 42 million per year aborted globally. That's not the number one problem. 42 million people dying per year. That's and, and a 17 million excess death increase over the last three years of three out of the four of uh, years of four, four, day, uh, four years of 50 days flat in the curve. Screwed that all up. But anyway, over, over since the vaccine rollout, 17 million extra people have died. That's not the number one problem. 17 million extra documented, according to the Society of Actuaries, 17 million extra people have died. 2021, 2022, 2023. And the number one problem to Ursula von der Leyen, the number one problem is Mr. Disinformation. 
Because they just like Jonathan Greenblatt, anything he doesn't agree with, he will label as anti-Semitic. Anything they don't agree with, they call it Mr. Disinformation. And try to ban She's doing this right now to Elon Musk. They make you the earth, which remember she just said, she said by their digital covet certificate. Covet, how did you say it, Aaron? Covet? I can't Covet. 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 Aaron, Aaron, do it. Good. Put your song. How's it? Covet. 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 See, Aaron's way better. I got to just, got to unleash you. got to unleash you. So she, she unleashes the co- digital COVID certificate, and all 27 member states have to apply for the voluntary COVID certificate. Yeah. You have to apply for it, but it's 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 voluntary. That's what Belgium did. Yeah. Oh, well, again, if Belgium, if Belgium did it, then we all just need to do it, right? I mean, because it's Belgium. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Be thought about a world leader. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the, the I just want you to show show you that it's all one giant uh, agenda with many different tactics. Censorship is one of the tactics. Transgenderism, gun grabbing, M- uh, CBDC. Social criticisms, COVID, vaccines, everything. It's all one agenda with many different tactics to usher in that agenda. Lawlessness, mass illegal migration. It's all part of the agenda. It's one agenda with many tactics to the one agenda. The one agenda is, as all of you know, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by people like Ursula van der Leyen who are pimping digital COVID certificates. Yep. And trying to censor all speech that don't want digital COVID certificates. And calling it, if I say I don't want a digital COVID certificate, she'll say that I'm that I am espousing Mr. Disinformation. How is that Mr. Disinformation? I don't want it. I don't want to be tracked. Let's go to the next one. So here's another. This uh, we're off of Davos now. I have to show you this. This absolutely blew my mind. I had no idea. And I don't think most of you had any idea. This is from Natalie Winters, who works for the War Room under Steve Bannon. Listen to this. The RNC has been meeting with the CCP. Anybody know that? Did you know that? No. The Republican National Committee has been meeting with the Chinese Communist Party. What do they meet about? Well, let's hear it. Play it for me. Well, for everyone who's been calling the RNC controlled opposition, you're correct. But that element of control doesn't just come from the Republican establishment. I would argue, and I think the story I just put up today proves it, that part of that comes from the Chinese Communist Party. I obtained documents, including but not limited to brochures, pamphlets, promotional materials for this event. You may have heard of it. You probably haven't. The U.S.-China High-Level Political Party Leaders Dialogue. It's been around since 2010, but starting in 2013, believe it or not, they have been collaborating with the RNC. Now, hit pause real quick on the RNC's involvement in this. This event is put on by the International Department of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of China in partnership with a variety of what are known as United Front Influence Groups. Uh, In other words, proxies funded by Beijing that set out explicitly to charm and sort of get American elites on their payroll so they they will push policies that are advantageous to the Chinese Communist Party. This is how CCP corruption works, not just in D.C., but everywhere. So this event that goes on every year has enjoyed participation annually from former RNC chairman. We have Ed Gillespie, Jim Nicholson, uh, and Robert Duncan all going overseas to China, probably all expenses paid trips by the Communist Party of China. But what's really the, the buried lead here, what is a, like I said, smoking gun story 
the RNC treasurer, that is the treasurer, the guy who is handling all your donations, when he was serving in this role in his capacity from 2013 all the way through 2017, even under Ronna Romney McDaniel's leadership, he was going overseas to China meeting with members of the Chinese Communist Party. And from documents that I obtained, I kid you not, you won't believe it, so I will just read you the direct quote. They discussed campaign strategies and prospects for U.S.-China relations under the new Trump administration. Now, first of all, they're talking campaign strategies. So when you see the RNC refusing to back America First candidates, that's certainly interesting. But you want to talk about treasonous activities, going overseas to China, meeting with high-level members of the Chinese Communist Party, giving them an advanced copy, an advanced playbook of how the Trump administration was going to handle the Chinese Communist Party. This may be, I think, honestly, Steve, one of the most out there stories that I have ever broken, but I think this provides much needed clarity as to why the RNC seems to be not just controlled opposition, but much worse than that. See, that's what I'm telling you, and I don't want to lapse too far into this. I don't have a whole lot of time left, but I want to hear, well, I can always go as long as I want, but anyway, (laughs) again, what you're seeing here from the RNC, and I'll go with the Bongino principle on this, is that every Republican, almost most Republicans are actually Democrats, but not one Democrat is actually a Republican. And we know the exceptions. We know the great Republicans that are up there. But the RNC is always funding their opposition, trying to get Marjorie Taylor Greene kicked out, trying to get Lauren Boebert kicked out, trying to get Matt Gates kicked out. Speaking against people like that, people who actually do things, Ron Johnson, people that ran Paul. The RNC is against those particular politicians, ones that are actually America first, because they're all the uniparty. And again, I could go on a 30-minute spiel on this. I'm not going to do that to you. But what it is, is simply there's certain positions, for you know, certain uh, invitations to the party, certain slots of the party, certain roles that need to be played. And there's only a certain amount, 435 in the House, 100 in the Senate, They want to hold those roles. So what they'll do is put fake Republicans in those roles so legitimate Republicans can't get them. They want Lindsey Graham there in perpetuity, Mitt Romney there in perpetuity, Collins there, perpetuity, uh, McCoskey there, uh, perpetuity, Lisa Murkowski there in perpetuity because they're fake Republicans. Rob Portman, fake Republican. John Cornyn, fake. They're fake. They're, They're red flag law Republicans. They're pro-Ukrainian Republicans. Never do a daggum thing about abortion Republicans. They're Paul Ryan Republicans. Not re- Paul Ryan is married to a hyper-leftist. Yeah. How do you marry a hyper-leftist? If you are a legit conservative, somebody who's your ideological and philosophical opponent, you marry them? So you, you want to save the unborn and you marry a baby-butchering monster? How is that even possible? Because you don't really care about the unborn. You want to play the role of a conservative. It's just like the grifters, like the Lincoln Project, people like that. They, they used to be Republican uh, campaign, uh, fine, they, uh, I'm trying to think of campaign strategists. Yeah. They used to work for Republican, Republican campaigns. They stunk so bad that nobody would ever hire them anymore. So they shifted to Democrats. How, how, would you ever shift? Of the 759 people that are watching right now, would you ever shift? No. 
And it's just like, I'm never going to vote for Trump. So you're, you know, the various people are all in for Haley, all in for DeSantis, all in for Trump. But here's the thing. I will vote the Republican because at least there's a chance that the Republican will do something right. I'm all in for Trump, 100%, but I'm just saying. But people go, I'm not, I, I won't vote for Ron DeSantis. Why? Why would you not vote for, I'm not going to vote for Trump. Why would you not? Because you're not really a Republican. You're just a political grifter. You're trying to win a campaign instead of usher in conservatism. You know, like, Tom, that's sort of a fine line. This might be a fine line, but I'm telling you, that's the way it is. And they'll be like, well, you know, let's, let's, run the, the, let's run the Republican who can actually win instead of the, the hardcore conservative. So you have the Republican that can actually win, wins, and then goes and governs as a Democrat. So why don't you just, so you, all you have is a Democrat with an R in front of his name. So why not run the legitimate conservative? But what they're trying to do is hold those positions. Whether it's House positions, Senate positions, or of course the White House, they hold those positions so that legit conservatives can't get in. And they do that with the Supreme Court too, with people like John Roberts. So a legit conservative like Clarence Thomas can't get in there. They fill that position with a uniparty, quote unquote Republican who is a rhino, Republican in name only, but is actually a Democrat and will legislate as a Democrat and will adjudicate as a Democrat. That's what they want. All the while, we're, we're back there as Republicans going, well, at least we have that seat. You don't really have the seat. Yeah. It's just a Republican. With an, it's, it's, just, it's just a Democrat with a Republican name. That's all that it is. And I could go on and on and on with the names of it. Let me go to Midas Gold real quick. Our one and only sponsor here at the Tom Lightley Podcast. You're like, Tom, where are all your other commercials? I don't do I don't have any other sponsors. <laughs> you, listen, you know the size of cajones you have to be to, pot, to sponsor this podcast? I mean, I'm banned off of everything, banned off. And thank God for Rumble. Thank you, Dan Bongino and Rumble. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I think there's over 600 people right now yeah. on Rumble. We're trying to get to 1,000. You're helping us like and share, like and share, like and share. But you want to talk about legit MAGA people, legit MAGA company. This is not a rhino company. This isn't a conservative company. This is an America first MAGA company, veteran-owned, veteran-operated, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated the greatest thing about, my, about Midas Gold Group is it's all physical gold. Not gold accounts, not gold vapor accounts, not gold promises, physical gold in your hands, even if it's an IRA. If you want your, you want your gold out of your IRA, you tell them, you pay a fee for them to hold your physical gold for you in an IRA, and you say, you know what, I want my gold. They'll send you your gold. You get physical gold in your hand. This is a legit MAGA company. I've talked to them. They are on our side. We need to have gold. Listen, does gold beat everything, defeat everything? No, but it's the closest thing that does. It's, it's us fighting against CBDC. It's us fighting against de-dollarization. It's us fighting against the devaluing of, of the dollar. We would have left if we would have left the dollar backed by gold. We'd be in a much better place than we are now, instead of thirty-four trillion dollars in debt because the Fed endlessly prints money. And if you buy gold from Midas, make sure that you tell them the TLP sent you. Buy from Midas. All right, back to the show here. All right, where am I at? Okay, got to show you this. Missed your video. More coming out about Fanny Willis. Perfect, Fanny. <laughs> I offer my Fanny anywhere. <laughs> Fanny Willis. Missed your video. Did Fanny Willis? This is from Fox. Did Fannie Willis break up the marriage of Nathan Wade 
and then embezzle $650,000 from the Georgia taxpayers just to take luxurious vacations on those taxpayer dollars? Or did the Biden White House know the entire time? Well, let's look. Play for me. The attorney, Fonnie Willis, is accused of having an affair with, has been paid more than $650,000 in fees by Fulton County. Here's a little bit of his resume. Wade was a municipal judge who mostly dealt with traffic tickets and running a private practice focusing on family law and contract disputes. Our Fox News research department found no evidence he has ever prosecuted a felony case. Yet Fonnie Willis picked him for arguably the biggest case in her career. A former district, a former Justice Department prosecutor with this. Bottom line is, it looks like Fannie Willis, according to this motion filed by Mr. Roman's attorney, has, has brought in a special prosecutor who has never tried a felony case and who got divorced or, or filed for divorce the day after she appointed him to this position, for which he and his firm has now billed about a million dollars. Clay Travis, founder of OutKick, and today I'm adding an attorney. What is your take on what's yes. happening in Georgia? It's a massive story. I think, if anything, this has been underplayed overall by the media. I, I think, Harris, this is a dead prosecution. I think Fonnie Will is going to have to step down. I think Nathan Wade's going to have to step down. And if the state of Georgia really gets into this investigation, which Governor Brian Kemp on down, everybody should be involved in this, hmm. I think it's possible there's a criminal prosecution against Willis herself based on these allegations. She tried to say that this was race-based, Harris, but uh, by saying, oh, they're only focusing on one of the three uh, attorneys that I hired to participate in this investigation, and my response to that will be, well, did you sleep with the other two as Ooh. well? Uh, because until the allegations that you were sleeping with a man that you funneled $650,000 in taxpayer money to, a man who may well have been unqualified to have the job in the first place, and also allegations, Harris, that she was traveling with him on extravagant vacations that were being paid for by the taxpayers of Georgia. Oof. If you were going to try and put the former president of the United States behind bars in an outrageous and unprecedented series of charges under Georgia state law, you need to be crystal clear yourself and have absolutely nothing in your background that is going to impinge on these prosecutions. I think these allegations by themselves, uh, where often in the law I can speak as an, as, as an attorney uh, uh, here, Harris, it's not only impropriety, it's the appearance of impropriety and the appearance that Fonnie Willis broke up the marriage of a man she hired, that she was sleeping with him, and that she paid him $650,000 in taxpayer uh, money. That is more than enough to cause an issue here. Wow. I and again, let's just look at logic, right? So the, basically the day she hires him, he's getting a divorce. <laughs> Can you prove anything? Nope, can't prove anything. But she hires a man. And go ahead and put up that next one for me, Heather. You can all just side by side. Let me show you all this. So she hires a guy who this is his job. Now he's, he's going to do multiple felonious prosecutions against the former freaking president of the United States. So you're going to go from no evidence of ever trying a felony case. <laughs> That's Nathan Wade right there in the picture. That's Nathan Wade. Never has tried a felony case. There's no evidence he's ever tried a felony case. 
Now he's going to try multiple campaign violation felonies against the biggest name on the globe. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, he is the most famous man on the planet. So you go from never even trying a bicycle theft. He's never even tried a a felony bicycle theft. He's never tried a felonious shoplifting. And now he's going to do a felony, he's going to do a felony prosecution, persecution of Donald J. Trump, multiple. And she says, well, the reason why you're focusing in on him is because he's black. And as Clay Travis said, no, we're not focusing. You hire, yes, you hire three other attorneys, but how much money do they get? And are you sleeping with them? Yeah. And his only, his former experience was he was a municipal, municipal judge who dealt in traffic tickets. Oh, my gosh. And now he's doing a felony prosecution of Donald J. Trump. And, oh, wait, he had more. He had more. He had more experience. He ran a private practice, private legal practice, focusing on family law and contracts. (laughs) Not felonious prosecutions. He's not done one felonious prosecution yet. And yet he gets hired. And the day he gets hired... He's filing for divorce and getting a million dollars funneled to his law firm and hopping on private jets with now. I don't know why they're calling her Fonny all of a sudden. <laughs> it's just like now it's Kiev instead of Kiev. Now she's Fonny. Oh, it's Fanny. Well, I'm not, I don't care if it is Fonny. I'm calling her Fanny. Oh, yeah. It's Fanny Willis. Now, suddenly he gets a divorce, getting $650,000 to himself. His firm got a million. He got $650,000, was meeting in the White House. Now, again, these are all felonies, just so everybody knows. This is, this is all, these are all felonies. They are not allowed to meet with the White House. You have, and it's not, to, Fannie Willis met at the White House. Nathan Wade, her lover that she funneled money to, met with Joe Biden, Joe Biden's team at the White House. So you have the attorneys out of the state of Georgia, out of the district of Atlanta, Fulton County, where all the election cheating was, was with Ruby Freeman and her daughter, who needs to mix in a salad. You have them who are prosecuting your number one political opponent and you're meeting at the White House to discuss it with them? So you're meeting at the White House to discuss the prosecution of your political opponent and they call us Nazis? They call us a threat to democracy? When has that ever happened? Name one time that's ever happened with a Republican. That a Republican who was prosecuting his political opponent was meeting with the attorneys prosecuting his medical political opponent. No. Nah. It's not a DOJ case. This is a Fulton County District Attorney case. It's got nothing to do with the Biden White House, but these two idiots were there meeting at the Biden White House for hours with Biden's attorneys. And not only them, but Letitia James has now been documented that she was meeting at the White House to discuss the prosecution of Donald Trump, their number one political opponent. This is all felonious Banana Republic, Communist, Socialist, Third World Activity. Leo Terrell tweet, exclusive, contracts show Fannie Willis, Fanny, Fanny, Fanny Willis, offering her Fanny <laughs> everywhere, Willis, offered top RICO expert, a top RICO expert, RICO, ex- racketeering expert. Yeah. That's what they're, do- they're charging Donald Trump with, is racketeering for trying to politically influence the election. <laughs> Okay. Where they should be charging Brad Raffensperger with that, but I digress. I only got a few minutes left, maybe. 
Uh, but she offered top Rico expert a lower hourly rate than her lover, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's never prosecuted a Rico case, let alone any other felony. They're charging Donald Trump with Rico violations. She has a Rico expert to come work for, and he offers him or her a lower rate than her lover, who has never ever done anything but traffic tickets, family law, and contracts. She offers him more money to feloniously prosecute Donald Trump than a RICO expert. Sorry, it's, I mean, as, as Clay Travis said there on Fox News, these people all need to be brought up on criminal charges. All right, let's move to the vaccines real quick. Vigilant Fox video, why are so many people dying? Here's the latest numbers, latest uh, stats coming out. And by the way, none of this even includes 2023 yet. Those stats aren't in yet, and they all get slow-walked by the CDC, slow-walked so that if Donald Trump becomes president, they're all gone by the time he becomes president, and are all on vacation, and they all got their plausible deniability, even though it's not plausible. But why are so many people dying? Why are so many young people dying? Peter McCullough, play for me, other. The insurance company is basing their entire livelihood on well people not getting sick and knowing what percentage of well people should get sick. So Ed Dowd um, is one of those financial guys and he's been looking at the insurance data. Um, And uh, his research team recently evaluated the the data out of UK. And uh, and it was from the United Kingdom death and disability trends for cardiovascular diseases in 15 to 44 year olds. What's important about that statement is you shouldn't have cardiovascular disease in 15 to 44-year-olds. So if this is now a spike, this is something we really have to look at. So they found very concerning data, and I quote, we show a large increase in the morbidity and mortality due to disease of the cardiovascular system from 2021. The increase in disability claims is consistent with the increase in excess deaths, and both are highly significant. The data show a 13% increase in excess cardiovascular death in 2020, then a 30% increase in 2021, and a 44% increase in 2022. Something significantly has increased excess cardiovascular deaths in 2021, and it continues. As humans, physicians, and scientists, we should be curious with what has happened. There's really only one major thing. That happened in 2021. And that was the rollout of this untested vaccine. It's actually Dr. Kurt um, Milhone there, not Peter McCullough, who's sitting right next to him. But anyway, you look at that now. And again, I could, I've got so much on vaccines right now, so many things. I need to just do a whole show on vaccines. The problem with me doing a whole show on vaccines is I'll get to like three slides and that'll be the end of it. And I won't get to everything else that's happening. So I actually try to push vaccines more toward the end because it's all I'll talk about because they just piss me off. There are are post-birth abortions by the very people who want to lower the Earth's population using vaccinations or affect mortality rates, as Bill Gates said, using vaccinations. Not saying, not saying he wants to decrease mortality rates. He wants to change mortality rates using vaccinations. That's what Bill Gates said. 2008, World Economic Forum. You have a 13% increase in cardio. Now, the first thing to look at here, again, is just using logic. The age, the age bracket that we are discussing right here are 15-year-olds to 44-year-olds. We should not be discussing cardiovascular disease. 
But there's been, there was a 13% increase in 2020, then a 30% increase in 2021. Um, what came out in 2021? Um, that would be the vaccines. And yeah. now in 2022, and again, 2023 has not been calculated yet, a 44% increase and amongst 50 to 20, a 15-year-old. Jeez. 44% increase in cardiovascular morbidity and disease. Not just disease, people dying. Who dies at 17 of cardiovascular disease? Yeah. But there's been an increase of 44%. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because I told you the Big Ten study. Well, they did the Big Ten study and they came out. And 50% of the athletes in the Big Ten of the cohort that's, remember, these are people 18 to 22 in the middle of the 15 to 44. 50% of the athletes tested in the Big Ten at undetectable, or undetected, not undetectable, undetected myocarditis, yeah. a swelling of the heart. 50%, that's not even counting pericarditis or any other malady. 50% at undetected myocarditis. Why is that not a worldwide headline? Right. Because the people that decide what is a headline are part of the agenda to pimp and whore vaccines to lower the Earth's population. Certainly is working. 44% increase in cardiovascular morbidity and disease. Those are the absolute facts. Where are we getting them from? Not the CDC, because all of that data is suppressed from the CDC and not released from the CDC. We still don't know the death rates and the hospitalization rates amongst the COVID vaccinated. Don't know. They won't release it. And all the other countries that used to release it, stop releasing it. Once, once Canada found out that the only people that were dying of COVID-19 were the vaccinated. Once Australia found out the only people dying of COVID-19, dying of COVID-19, being hospitalized, hospitalized with COVID-19, or even being severely ill with COVID-19, is simply now a vaccine side effect. But listen to the propaganda that's being pushed in this, in this video. From a mainstream NBC Bay Area news corporation, Camus video, I can't believe this is still being pushed. Play it for me. Long COVID is certainly frustrating for people who suffer from it, and it's been perplexing to scientists who continue to study it. But now researchers say that they're finding that booster shots may be critical in helping you avoid it. NBC Barry's Damien Trujillo is in San Jose, where he spoke to someone dealing with long COVID. The symptoms of long COVID can be scary for those who have to live through it. And for one San Jose man, it has been a life-changing experience. Rolando Bonilla runs a successful consulting firm in San Jose, but these days he's still working on recovery after spending several days on a respirator in 2020 with COVID. This was before there was any vaccine. Weeks after his release from the hospital, Bonilla says COVID was still attacking him. I had incidents where I had to pull over because as I was driving, I would literally forget where I was going. So I would have to pull over, pull over on 101 because I forgot where I was headed. Brain fog, fatigue. Bonilla was suffering from what's known as long COVID. It can be very debilitating. It can last for years in some people uh, and can have a big impact on quality of life. 
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report that 10% of adult COVID survivors suffer from long COVID. Now, a new study by UCSF and Gladstone Institutes shows the coronavirus can remain in the body for years after infection. The study shows that T-cells are not working well with antibodies to fight the infection. It is likely that there is um, existing virus in the body in people with long COVID because that immune system that's supposed to clean out the virus, uh, the fragments, the remainder at the end, it's completely not working. Another study just published in the Lancet Respiratory Medicine by a group of doctors from around the world found the COVID vaccine consistently reduced the risk of long COVID symptoms by as much as 50% in adults. Bonilla caught COVID again in 2022. He credits the vaccine for minimizing his symptoms a second time. But even today, three years later, Bonilla... So you, so you have the doctor there. He actually said, he, he, this doctor, of course, he's disingenuous. He's a bull-faced freaking liar like the rest of them. But so let me just, first of all, let me just say this. Find somebody who has long COVID who's not vaccinated. Yeah. Find one. There isn't any. It's like there's never been a child who, now they have to, they want you vaccinated if you're six months old or older. Would have, would have already been mandated if it wasn't for people like you and me. When they have, they cannot prove one child has died of COVID-19 that did not have severe comorbidities. Some kid who was already deathly ill with something else other than COVID. Yeah. Not one. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the United States. I'm not talking about in Florida. I'm not talking about the Northern Hemisphere. I'm talking about it on the globe. Not one. They cannot find one child who has died of COVID-19. Not one that died of COVID. Not one, but they want to vaccinate you when you're, when you're six months old. And with it, find one person who has long COVID is not fully vaccinated. This, this is the plan. Is to call all vaccine side effects JN1 side effects. Mm -hmm. The latest COVID variant. They're trying it with Omicron. Where more people, I know that those of you that watch this podcast all the time, you've already heard this, but I'm just going to tell you again. More people died of Omicron. Let's use Australia. Australia as an example. More people died of Omicron, the least virulent variant, while being fully vaxxed than Alpha and Delta combined. That, that is the absolute fact. More people died of Omicron, the least virulent variant, than Alpha and Delta combined while they were fully vaxxed. Being sick with COVID. I mean, I'm talking about deathly ill with COVID, hospitalized with COVID, dying of COVID is now a vaccine side effect that they will blame on JN1, which is the, which is the latest variant. Can't believe they didn't come up with a, with a different name like the pterodactyl variant, yeah. the flaming eagle <laughs> variant, right? the devil variant, <laughs> the 666 variant. I'm surprised they didn't come up with something to try to terrify everybody. They couldn't say 666 because Christians might actually wake up for once. Yeah. But the doc actually almost slips there. He says that their immune system mm. is not functioning. The people with long COVID, which is a vaccine side effect, the reason, what is, what is long COVID? It's getting it over and over again because you have ADE, antibody dependent enhancement syndrome which has turned your immune system, like the doc said, the immune system is not functioning to defeat the COVID-19 that's in your body. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it defeat it? Because they took, a, they took, a, okay, get this, now get this. 
They all took vaccines that were built, again, vaccines don't work, not safe and effective, not safe, not effective, don't do anything but harm. So let me just, but understand that I understand that. They took a vaccine, let's just pretend for a moment that there was altruistic uh, motives with these vaccinations, which there wasn't. They They took their vaccine in 2021 against a variant that was long gone. Do you get this now? Get, please understand this. So they are taking a vaccine against the variant that's long gone. And that vaccine alters your genetic material to produce, endlessly produce S-spike proteins, which causes capillary blood clotting, uh, pulmonary embolisms, myocarditis. It's delivered by nanoparticles, nanolipid particles, Gives all of these various different side effects that will now be blamed on JN1. But anyway, so they take a vaccination against the alpha variant that no longer exists. The only thing that that vaccination could do is it actually produces the S-spike protein from the alpha variant and supposedly makes your body fight that S-spike protein. It's a non-protein-based vaccination. It is an mRNA gene-altering, gene-therapeutic. So your body is producing S-spike proteins from the alpha variant. So if you've been real simplistic terms, the only thing that you're, the only virus that your body can now fight is that. That's why people are dying of turbo cancers and numerous other maladies, 17 million excess deaths, is because their immune system has been programmed to fight against an alpha variant that by the time they took that vaccination, the alpha variant was gone. And, and it, by the way, just so everybody's clear, it wouldn't have done nothing against the alpha variant either. And according to the vaccine trial data, it worked for one day against the alpha variant. <laughs> and during, during the midst of 1,223 people dying, 28 out of 32 women miscarrying. That's their great vaccine. That's what everybody got injected with. If, you, if you're a Christian and you got injected with that and you want prayer, you need to get prayer and get that out of your body. So what are they telling you to do now? Go get your seventh booster. Go get your seventh shot, fifth booster. Against another variant that doesn't exist. These boosters were made before JN1 came out. So they then, the more, this is why I'm telling you, we've been telling you this over the last four years, 15 days, flatten the curve. Every, every shot you take crushes and kills off more of your immune system because you're taking a vaccination that programs your immune system to fight exclusively against that specific variant, although it doesn't fight it. it just it, Let me just make this clear. It never fights it. It just produces the S-spike protein of the latest variant. But it's not, it's not the variant that's current. It's the variant before the booster that you're taking. So if you just took a shot, if you took your seventh booster, you just took it for Omicron before JN1 even came out. And these boosters are causing the virus to mutate ahead of the vaccines. (laughs) I can't believe people don't get it. Honestly, and and these news sources, I cannot believe that people don't get it. Honestly, don't. It, it, It truly, truly amazes me. But they don't. You take a vaccine against a virus that no longer exists. You, there's no way for them to stay ahead of it. You cannot vaccinate against a viral infection. You cannot stay ahead of the mutations. 
And he, listen, and again, just to be clear, those vaccinations, even if they were on target with the mutation, don't do anything. They just train your body to be an S-spike protein uh, producing machine and your, and your genetic material has been altered to the place where you now have anti, anti, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which causes your antibody. The doc even said it. Your antibodies attach to the virus, but don't kill it. They usher it throughout the body. Yeah. The doc said it. And then it's urging everybody to take another booster, which will further... Further damage your immune system every time you do. Because it just makes your immune system sm- get smaller and contract smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. What's left of it then becomes programmed against the, not the latest variant, the one before the latest variant. Because <laughs> I said it wrong earlier, I'll make sure everyone understands it. I said the latest, no, it's not the latest variant that you're getting vaccinated against. It's the one before the latest variant, which is no longer on the planet. That's what's happening. All right, nine minutes overtime. I'll call it a day. Stick around for the post game. Back here Thursday night, 790 people on. Love each and every one of you. Don't leave. Don't leave. Like and share, like and share, like and share. Let's get as many people onto the post game as possible. Five, six, seven, eight minutes straight of videos. Got to see them. I think just about all of them are brand new. One or two oldies but goodies that I always throw in there. But most of it's all brand new. Stick around for the post game. We'll be back here Thursday night. Full 90 minutes of fury. Tonight was 100 minutes of fury. Who knows what Thursday night will be, but at least 90 (laughs) minutes of fury. Be here Thursday night. Love you all. Stay in the battle. Don't believe what they're telling you. It's all a hoax. Let's get the right people in office. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let them burden you again with the yoke of slavery. Love you all. God bless you. See you Thursday night. You need to, like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic, and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.